Thanks again for tuning in Organic Matters. For this part of the show, I'm going to do something. I always say I'm going to do something different because it is. Every, <laughs> every week I try to do something new and different. But this is uh, taken from several, not just one or two, but several different places and kind of put together by me. It's something that it took me a while to decide whether the validity of it, let's use that word, and I have decided that it's, it's got some merit. But I'll, I'll put it into a, a little different way of looking at things, and then I hope you can follow me. And as always, folks, this is, gonna, this is a, a, a chart that I'm trying to, to talk you through, but you're welcome to get to me at Nature Approved. All lowercase, N-A-T-U-R-E-A-P-P-R-O-V-E-D, at yahoo.com. I'll be glad to send this stuff to you. Uh, I'm wanting to start to do YouTube, but I know that's going to get complicated with folks that especially are listening to me on their car radios and things. So anyway, let, let me go through this, and you'll, I'll help you follow me. Paleolithic humans figured out how to control and harness the power of fire for cooking and warmth, and we've basically depended on fire ever since. On the flip side of that, uncontrolled fire is one of the most destructive forces on this planet. Look at what we've had done just the last few years, especially out west. Fire is a blessing and a curse. And this is where it gets into my, na my natural side. And so is inflammation, folks, in your body. Just like fire, from which the word inflame, inflammation comes from, uh, inflammation is the same point. It can, can be a blessing and a curse. Inflammation is absolutely essential. It's a necessary biological reaction. As a, you, as a matter of fact, it's hard to believe, but you really couldn't survive without it. But when that process gets out of control, like a fire, forest fire out of control, it can become a destructive force in your body. One that, as a matter of fact, is at the root of a heck of a lot of all the pain and chronic diseases we have. More and more studies show that inflammation is either the beginning, the cause, or the problem itself within our bodies. But part of what I'm trying to learn is the fact that, that taming the fire, that's what I want to call it, of chronic inflammation is entirely within your control for yourself. The switches on the inflammation control panel are all activated simply by, believe it or not, almost everything is decided by what you eat. My mom, my dad, all through school, I was told, you are what you eat. What else can you be? If you make poor choices, inflammation gets worse. And with it comes increased pain and increased risk of serious disease. But when you make good choices about what? About what you eat. Inflammation cools down, and so does the risk of a number of different chronic diseases. Again, this will be a little bit, not difficult to follow, but there's a lot going on. So if you need this chart, or you need to get in touch with me, go to Nature Approved at Yahoo. What we're going to go through is try, I'm going to try to help you make the best and avoid, the big thing, the worst food choices all at one point this time to keep inflammation in your body under control. I've kind of broken this up into major food sources, carbohydrates and proteins and all that, and I'll do you a pro and a con, okay? As far as carbohydrates go, basically with vegetables, there's almost no restrictions. Fill half your plate with veggies. Just think about that. You got a plate, you cut it in half. Half of it should be organic vegetables and fruits of berries is one that really comes out. I'll, I'll break that down whenever possible. At fruits focus, the more colorful, this sounds weird, the more colorful a fruit is in general, the better it is for you. 
So focus on berries like blueberries and strawberries, uh, something that has a lot of color to it in the way of fruits. Do bear this in mind, though. For instance, blueberries are now on the dirty dozen list as one of the most pesticided things we can eat. If you're going to really get rid of the inflammation, part of it stay in the heck away from chemicals of any kind, but especially herbicides and pesticides. So you choose your fruits. The other one on the list, number one on the list, is strawberries. I love strawberries. I know where to get them. You can get them at Whole Foods and Natural Grocer and so organically. I don't buy them otherwise because then I'm tempted to eat them. For, and not only that, I have a parent and some people that eat things that eat with me. So I protect both of us. What about grains? Stick to grains that are whole, intact form. I mean, really intact. It's a grain. It doesn't say whole wheat bread, and it's not even really whole wheat. Um, black rice, brown rice, quinoa, buckwheat. Something we don't eat here in the States a lot, but there's available bulgar. All great choices that are really healthy for you. The last one on the good side, beans. Excellent source of complex carbohydrates and fiber as well as clean vegetarian protein. There's a bunch of them out there, so mix it up. Lentils I love, black beans, white beans, soy beans are fine. In, 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 uh, there's a little caveat there we won't get into. Kidney beans. One of my favorite garbanzos, all just make sure they're naturally grown. And if to me, as in my case, always are they organic. Now for the don't eat carbohydrates. All same thing here, folks. High fructose corn syrup, and it's everywhere. This stuff has no place in a healthy anti-inflammatory diet at all. None. Why? Because it's it's sort of a super sugar that our body has never been evolved to, to take care of. And it's in so many places. They'll even call it high fructose corn syrup in a lot of places. Now the government has allowed them to just say on the labeling, corn syrup. If it says corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, just whatever it is, make another choice. And refined sugar of any kind, you know, white sugar. Limit the intake. It spikes your insulin levels, which contributes to inflammation in general. Again, it's a super sugar. There's not much in, if you have to break down a fruit sugar, your body uses the energy. It's not the same as just spiking yourself with white sugar. I can't say I never use it, but I don't use it 95% of the time. And a biggie that we've kind of been oversold uh, from the American government in their ideal food diet doesn't make sense. Processed grains. That's different now than the whole grains I mentioned. Restrict foods that are made from flour, period. When mills turn whole grain into flour, it makes the carbohydrates in the grain so much easier to break down. Another thing, you get like get a super hit, which results in higher blood sugar spikes. White flour is the worst, but the intake of what they supposedly call even whole wheat flour should really be limited. Let me give you a little bit more white flour so you'll know what I mean. Breads, pastas, baked goods, snack foods, and pastries, they're all made with flour that should be restricted in your diet. You can find other sources for all this stuff, including pastas, which I've learned a lot about. I happen to like pasta, but I now use pastas made from well, bean flours and other things that once you get used to them, they're just as good or better, and they're certainly a heck of a lot better for you. Now let's talk the good proteins first, proteins you need to really lean towards. Number one on my list is always milk, fish, but it's wild-caught fish. There's a big difference, folks, in the nutritional profile of a farm-raised versus a wild-caught fish. High-quality protein, it's really high. It's full of anti-inflammatory oils, wild salmon, interestingly enough, sardines, arctic char, black cod, all good choices. 
watch. If you're going to buy a number of others like tilapia, at least make sure it comes from the United States. And it doesn't have that great a profile. It's an okay fish. It's not bad, but it doesn't give you near the kick that, say, wild salmon or, or sardines does. One that gets me a little bit, I've read a lot about this because I'm, I'm actually a chicken raiser off and on in my life. Omega-3 enriched eggs, clean protein and healthy fats. I personally go, I spend the extra bucks, yes. I found a source of true, what they call pastured eggs, which does mean something. When it says uh, free range, free range doesn't really mean what free free range is. They get, they, instead of taking the chickens and put them all in small cages, they put 5,000 chickens in an area they can hardly walk around in, and they might have a door at one end of this 5,000 chicken barn that they can get outside. Some way the government allows that to be called free range. Look for pastured eggs. But best, better still, I happen to get mine from the people at the source at the pasture. They, they happen to have them available. And at this time when I'm recording this, right today, you'll, see, you'll hear this tomorrow, Right now, I pay less for my pastured eggs than you go pay for what they call good eggs in the grocery market because their costs haven't gone up. they got chickens running out in the wild. The cost of eggs and shipping and everything has gone up to the grocery stores, so you're paying more for an inferior egg than I get for really, really good eggs. So the best thing you could do is find a good farmer, rancher, and you know their chickens are out every day running around. That's the egg's you want to buy. And we mentioned beans up in carbohydrates, but beans also made their way into both carbohydrate section and the protein section. The lesson here is simple. Eat more beans. I try to buy a different bean. I bought beets I've never even heard of before to just experiment with, and I love them all. And here I vary probably away from what some people think, but organic dairy. Now, dairy's some people we overemphasize. Unsweetened, just plain old yogurt. Plain Greek organic yogurt. Find it at any decent grocery store. The hard cheeses, not the soft ones so much. The hard cheeses. And you don't want to eat pounds of this stuff, folks. Okay, it's a matter of uh, um, calories. We can get into that in another part of the, uh, of the show. That's going to get a little complicated. Bad proteins. On the top of the list to me is beef. But hear me out. Factory farmed cattle are fed almost nothing but corn and in many cases substitutes of medication and live in awful, damn awful conditions. They are unhealthy animals and the meat from them is unhealthy for you. Along with them, so I'll add this, is hogs. Okay, Hogs are also raised the same way now. True free range hog meat is probably okay. Pig meat okay. It is okay for you. So stay away from factory beef. Yes, it costs a lot more to get grass-fed, grass-finished. Stay away from hogs that, you know, almost all pork. It's almost impossible unless you have a friend like me. I have a guy that raises 30 or 40 pasture, free-range pigs. You wouldn't believe the quality of the meat. And we know from studies the omega-3 and 6 combination is, is really good for you. But in factory pigs, factory red meat, you're better off almost not to eat it. And then what about poultry and eggs? I talked to you earlier. Again, factory farm chickens and turkeys are unhealthy. Animals that produce unhealthy meat and unhealthy eggs come from being raised unhealthy. You are what you eat. Just bear that in mind. Folks, as usual, I'm too mouthy. I cannot really finish. I want to talk to you about good and bad fats and then maybe throw a little surprise in at the end for you. So I'm going to cut this part, this quarter. I I try to do my show in four quarters uh, at this point. So we will come back for the next part of the show 
and I th- run these always in order unless I screw it up. So I'm going to come back after this break. I'm going to talk uh, good, bad, good fats, bad fats. And again, I'm going to throw a surprise that uh, I've learned more about. Matter of fact, I've gotten really involved in, so that'd be kind of a fun. So anyway, stay tuned. Uh, most places here run some commercial messages. Uh, I have to brag and complain a little bit. I'm on a number of podcasts, and they don't do them all the same. A few of them, and the reason I take you to my own URL, you can go to my website, folks. I'll give you that at the end of this right now. Uh, they run ads like for glyphosate and Roundup and things I don't believe in. So I hate to associate that with my show because people believe I use them. I don't. Go to my name is the easiest way, although I can give you organicmatters.info. Go to my name, lowercase, B-R-U-C-E dot D-E-U-L-E-Y dot com. Bruce dot dot com. And you'll go right to my website. My show goes up on there before anywhere else. There's at least 12 or 1500 shows on there. They're all free. There's no advertising. There's no BS. And uh, it's yours uh, for the taking. So that's the way I recommend my shows go to people, but I understand a lot of people listen in cars and they're on Spotify and things, and so sometimes they can't do that. So after this break, we'll be back to finish up my, my thought on foods to eat and not eat. Thanks for listening to Organic Matters.